Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Tennis Weekly with Joel, Kim and Chris. Brought to you by the UTS Grand Final and... Welcome to our 2023 end of season Tennis Weekly Holiday Quiz. Kim, Chris, today is the 4th of December and we are here to catch up. On the year in tennis at Tennis Weekly HQ, we're not catching up on the week. The tennis season is over. And what better way to enjoy the holiday season than with our our season tradition, the Tennis Weekly Holiday Quiz. Ooh, exciting. I've honestly been looking forward to this all year. As we've recorded (laughs) episodes every Monday, I've thought, oh, that would be a great thing to put in the quiz. Um, so now it's the finally, you know, finally here. And also we have Chris back. He's returned. I had to Welcome come back, back for the quiz. I mean, I also look forward to the quiz and I just thought this I can't This is the main have... event for you. It's not Malaga. It is. it is. I can't have one of you two winning this. I need to. <laughs> I'm not sure if I won it last year, but I need to make sure that this year I put in some solid performances. I want to end on a high, Joel. Well, hang on. I, I actually already know this is the case, Kim. I don't know if you noticed, but earlier today, Chris put up a vote on who was going to win the quiz, Joel, Kim or Chris. And I couldn't help but notice he used the Tennis Weekly podcast, Instagram and Twitter account to vote for himself. I don't know what you make about that, but Ooh, that, that's, that is, that's already that's some corruption. collusion going on. I, I would have to say that um, I do still have a fever. And so maybe that's what happened. And what, it was your an finger accident. slipped, did it? And you can undo the, uh, well, the vote. It, interestingly, um, I actually didn't do that on Twitter, but on Instagram... Uh, the vote is 35% for Kim, 24% for Joel, and 41% for me. But turns out there's only one vote in it. So Ooh. I would say that Kim and I are um, joint favourites. But Kim did vote for me as the person she thought would win. So um, <laughs> I think it's all very confusing here. But um, I think Kim and I both think I might win this. It gives us good motivation, well, me and Joel, to try and you know knock you off the... Uh, the betting odds top position, I suppose, uh, Chris. But but yeah, I'm just pleased you're back because obviously we were Me missing too. you in Malaga. You weren't yes. very well and you know, you're getting there, aren't you? So welcome. Yes, I survived pneumonia and I'm back in business. I'm back in Copenhagen and I'm back in Tennis Weekly HQ. I did love the fact that you were you watching the ATP next gen finals uh, yes. from your sick bed. I was. I was very confused that they played to four. That really did throw me. Um, <laughs> but then I also, I was streaming a bit of an ITF Valencia event as oh, well. Oh, here because, we go. As you do. Well, when Prime goes, I've got to get ready to get into the ITF to make sure mm. I always have tennis at my fingertips. <laughs> 
Um, listeners, you'll be pleased to know there isn't an ITF-specific round tonight, um, mm. or today, I should say. We're recording this in the evening, but you may well be listening of, of a morning. Um, but before we get into the quiz, we do have quite an important announcement, don't we? Yes, we do, Kim. And it is the announcement that our Tennis Weekly crowdfund is now open. It's very, very exciting, something we do every year. We are, of course, a by fans, for fans podcast. We have been going six seasons. We have produced 390 episodes, believe it or not. And uh, we really do rely on our listeners to help support and financially back us to produce each and every episode throughout the season. So this is a really, really important time for us. I know we've got the quiz and it's all very exciting. But yes, the Tennis Wiki crowdfund is now live. Yes, it's been an incredible year for us here at Tennis Weekly. And, you know, big thanks to our listeners for making that happen. You know, we had a really great uh, engagement with our crowdfunder last year, and that meant we could keep going uh, over the last 12 months to really grow the team and the podcast. As you know, Chris has joined us full time. Uh, We've been lucky enough to attend, you know, ATP, WTA and ITF tournaments uh, as kind of media accredited journalists. And that means we've been able to get up close uh, to pose some of your questions to top players. You know, Joel's spoken to Andy Murray, which, you know, I think he's still kind of recovering from that. Um, But also the likes of Kasper Ruud, Andre Rublev. We've been able to get more insight from top players to bring to you guys. And big thanks as well to our expanded team. We've had Alina and Christopher helping us in a volunteer capacity to really overhaul our visuals and social channels and um, produce the podcast as well um, when we're out and about. So massive thanks to everyone, uh, listeners, volunteers and and the wider team to help us do what what we do and what we love to do. And something that comes with all of this is that there is a significant cost to running a podcast so whatever we get from the crowdfund and our sponsorship we do reinvest into covering the growing costs of podcasting and this covers things like our tech capabilities our sound systems the licenses for the software that we use our website and social media fees and if there's something left over then we use it to support travel and accommodation when we attend tournaments so we can give you the ultimate fan insight into life on tour and so it's these sort of costs and expenditures that make our annual crowdfunder so important to enabling us to keep running the podcast without too great of a negative balance sheet at the end of each year so listeners if you want to show your support for the show the tennis weekly crowdfund is open we will put the link in the description we are now with gofundme and the link is www.gofundme.com slash tennis dash weekly dash 2024 that's www.gofundme.com dot com slash tennis dash weekly dash 2024 we'll put the link in description we really appreciate anyone who shows our support if they can financially do that that's great but even listening to the show into 2024 it is honestly what uh, motivates us put scripts together we do have full-time jobs so we do this purely you know on on the side and we treat it you know respectfully and, and professionally and when we get feedback and engagement uh, we see it on our social channels it really kind of drives us to kind of continue and and put out all of these episodes and another way that you can also support us and the podcast if perhaps donating to the crowdfunder is not your thing we do also have our etsy christmas sale happening at the moment where you can get 20 percent off all of our lovely tote bags and hats so 
Uh, if, if you're looking for maybe a, a perfect stocking filler for a listener or a tennis fan, then do check out our Etsy shop as well for our Tennis Weekly merch, which is all currently at 20% off. Uh, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash Tennis Weekly Podcast. And the link will also be in the description if you fancy checking that out and supporting us in that way instead. And now, without further ado, I think we should go on to the quiz. It's quiz time. Oh, quiz time, Woo. quiz time. What are the rules, Joel? Tell what us. What are the rules? I know I'm 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 hard hard quiz master here, but yeah, we've 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 kind of split up uh, duties of of the quiz. We've got 30 sections. 30 sections. That's a lot of a lot of questions. <laughs> we've got 30 questions split across three sections. We're going to have an ATP section a WTA section, and then we're going to have a Grand Slam stroke team competitions section. And there's also going to be a little surprise round um, at the end. Uh, So make sure you listen to the end. But all questions are going to be worth one mark. If you do need more time for thinking about your answer, then just simply pause on whatever device you are listening to us on for extra time. Of course, no Googling. We have made sure the video is on for this episode so I can look at Kim and Chris and they can look at me. So uh, no one is uh, looking at their phones when someone is asking a question. Well, Kim didn't vote for you. So don't let that knock your confidence, Joel. <laughs> no. I believe that you can do anything um, except I will have to say... I've made it harder this year, I think. Oh, I think I'm last nervous. year. I think oh. last year we were all quite nice to each other. I no? think I've I've made mine less hard because I think in previous years I've gone a bit OTT. I so think Kim tends to be the most difficult questions, but I believe that I'm starting. Mm. Yes, Chris is the first round. Yes. Um, the you're first posing of 30 questions. Rounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're in for a marathon, listeners. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> you are running the first round. You are asking me and Joel questions about the ATP tour. Um is this fair? Should we not have, um, you know, got jo- uh, Chris to do WTA questions to us, Joel? Because now Chris is going to be, oh, you know, in his prime no, I think this round is very two fair. when it's WTA. I need, Kim, <laughs> I needed to give myself the best chance of of defeating you in a section. So that's ah. how that's how this is this that's how this Joel is materialized. Joel wanted to answer on ATP. That yes. makes sense. Well, oh, I will <laughs> say one thing to clarify before we start. Um, whoever and whatever the person has on their answer sheet is what we have to go by. So no questioning. We are all friends here until we get to a very highly debated question. But (laughs) I have the ATP questions. We have some multiple choice and we have some where I will need you to give multiple parts of an answer to get a point. So it's a bit of a mix. And I think without further ado, we, we should kick it off. Are we ready? We absolutely should. And I'll be keeping a tally of scores. Which end of season top 20 player didn't win consecutive matches for 18 straight tournaments between the Australian Open and the US Open? Hmm. End of season top 20 Ooh, player. That, that implies they've just recently got into the top 20. Ooh, maybe. Oh, goodness. She might be Am getting I reading too much help. into it. Oh, I might. Oh, well, listeners, listeners. I think I'm you, there's to a lot of logic there, Kim. But is, see the thought process. That is tough. That is tough. I've got an answer. I don't think it's right, though. Well, yeah, I've got an answer as well. But I don't think shall it's we right. Go, <laughs> shall we go? Shall we go for Joel first? Given that Kim might have given him some help there. What do you think, Joel? Felix Ojaliasim. That's what I put down as well. <laughs> Well, interesting. I can say that both of you are wrong. Oh, no. I think I pitched this at the wrong level, lads. Um, the correct answer was Ben Shelton. 
Oh, right. Yeah, because he didn't do so well until... Yes. Later yeah. on, yeah, yeah. And I can see that. And yeah. Felix Oja Aliassim is actually not a top twenty player at the end of season. He's he's ranked oh, at, right. He's ranked at twenty nine. That bar result wasn't enough to get him back into the top. Well, we're not well, off to a, a great good start. start. This is a good start. The vibes are not flowing, but we have a multiple <laughs> choice question next, um, and it concerns probably one of the biggest names on the tour, a certain Maxime Cressy. And question two is: What record did Maxime Cressy break? in his first round in Dubai. Was he the earliest man to achieve 200 aces in a season? That's option A. Option B, was it the most consecutive ATP losses for a top 40 player? C, the most double faults in a three-set match in the open era? Or D, he had the highest percentage of serve and volley points in the open era? Ooh... That's that's still quite tough, Chris. Um, even though we've got multiple choice, but I think I know the answer. I think I think I I've given got you a 50, feeling. Fifty, couldn't I? I don't know why I've done four <laughs> options. Sorry, no, that's buddy. all right. Um, I think it's my turn to go first, isn't it? Yes, so, it is, Kim. I'm gonna go for option C, the double falls. Yeah, that's, I think that might be that's the one. where I was leaning towards as well. Leaning towards is that what you put down, Joel? Yeah, committed to paper. I'm committed well, to C as well. Yep. Well, I can tell you that it was option C. So yes, points things, on the board. Things are looking up. He hit 25, ace, uh, 25 double faults and 27 aces. And he actually saved 13 or 14 break points in that match. So um, it didn't wow. seem to hinder him too much. But he did actually lose to um, Felix Ojalisim, who's already come up in wow. the quiz as a wrong answer. <laughs> so we're, we're full circle on question two. Well, we'll move on to question three. And this is about what you could argue was the upset of the year. And it happened in Rome when a player playing in his first ATP main draw took out Carlos Alcaraz in straight sets. But who was it? No options here, I'm afraid. Oh, Joel is nodding, Kim. Joel is nodding. I I know, you look look really confident. You've got to give give Kim a little bit of time here because Joel is like ready ready to answer. I know he lost to someone, but what's that person done since? He's, he's done one. He's done, he's done, he's done one <laughs> he's thing since. He's a one match wonder. Oh, I think gosh. he's going to be a one match wonder. I'm never going to get his name. Um, oh, can you tell us anything about him just to redeem yourself? Russian? Oh, not quite. Not no. quite. Kazakhstan? Ukrainian? No, no I, I don't know. Right, I Joel. don't know. I believe. Got this. I don't know the first name, but I believe the surname is. Is it Marishan? Marazan? It is Oh, the Hungarian. Yes. It is the Hungarian oh, player. Come the, on. Well done. He was the world number 135 from Hungary. And he won 6-3, 7-6 in the third round in Rome. And I can tell you, he actually has done one thing since. He did actually take out um, Kasper Ruud in Shanghai in the round wow. of 16 in three okay. sets. So um, he had two tournaments where he could play tennis this year. And he had some very impressive performances. But... Upset of the year for you guys? Do you think so? I think it's upset of the year that I'm leading Kim at the moment in the in this section. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, well, the listeners and Kim also thought this wouldn't be happening, but it's it's early days, so they're not getting easier. But question four: This year saw a record-breaking fine for the ATP Tour of 125,000 pounds. That's 144,000 euros which was later halved under the condition that he doesn't receive another violation for next year. Who received this mammoth fine? And can you tell me what it was for? Oh, I'm smiling. 
He's I'm smiling, Kim. It's tricky. It's tricky. We did do a clip of this on the podcast, so this is where my inspiration came from. I um, know the player. I'm pretty confident I know the player. I'm just trying to think of the reason. If you don't get the reason, I will still be lenient on points if someone okay. does get the correct answer. Okay. I'm a kind quiz master today. Yeah, I mean, I could make a guess just you, if, based on you players that it, we what, have. You could guess what it was for as well. Come on, that would be okay. quite fun. <laughs> um, is it, am I guessing first? Um, I am going to say Sasha Zverev yes. for verbally abusing a member of the crowd. I mean, honestly, that could be right. That I could can tell well you be a case. It's a it? wrong answer, but oh, Joel... Dear. I believe this happened earlier in the season. I believe it is Hugo Gaston. And what happened? Now that is where my that is where my brain goes uh, fuzzy. I seem to remember it being at the back of the court. Did he? Ah, oh, it's tough. Um, what was he doing back there? I was trying to think. I'm just trying to think. Having a cup of tea. Yeah, he was just getting a pit stop. He's just chilling. Did he say a ball was out when it was in or some, something something like that? It We were in Madrid. It did involve a ball. It was Hugo Gaston. And he actually threw a ball out of his pocket to try and claim a let. Yes. When he was oh, down in something really, The yeah. audacity. It mm. was pretty shameful because if a ball falls out your pocket or your cap falls off, for example, then you do replay the point. Um, and he I think potentially <laughs> he saw that his shot maybe was going out or he was down in the point and then... He did it and he got a big, big fine. So, I mean, it isn't good and it was obviously cheating. So he did get a big fine. There was a lot of um, controversy around the size of it. But yes, Joel, very well done. So do I get a point or is that a half point? Or I'm gonna what give, we can say? It's points or no points. So I'm going to give you a point yes. because you One did get Hugo. Ga- yes, okay, I okay. am for okay. that. Wow. Um, I think because a, a bit harsh to not do that. Um, but maybe Kim, you can, you can be harsh on Joel when you have your no, round. No, no, that's fine. I think Joel's merited that. Question number five: We saw the longest ATP final in history in 2023 at three hours and 49 minutes. Where was it, and who won it? ATP final. I've got an inkling on this one. I really mm. hope Kim gets this. No, no offense, Joel. I've only yeah, got one. I, right, I, so I'm strug- I am struggling here. What would you say? It feels like it should be on a clay court. I feel um, like you would go for Cyrus Rebus Tormo anyway. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, even though she's Maybe. WTA. Who is the Cyrus Rebus Tormo equivalent on the me- on the men's side? Um It's probably Andy Murray to I'd, be honest, I'd, isn't it? I I'm struggling here. I think it's slow clay court. Um Bashdad and Casper Rude versus was it Holger Runa? I that's what I'm going for. Okay, a match that didn't take place, yeah. Kim. <laughs> I don't know. Um I was going to say is it Cincinnati Alcaraz Djokovic where it Djokovic is. beat oh, him? It is. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, Kim, yes. That is That's very good. That's a fantastic good. one. Very good okay. knowledge. Kim with the point. What a great final that was as well. I'm embarrassed I forgot about that one. I mean, that was pretty memorable. That was the the only victory that um, Djokovic had over Alcaraz this yeah. year, I believe. Yeah. So that meant a lot, um, especially after that Wimbledon final. So question six is also one where you can't be that wrong. So... I think this is going to be a bit of a leveller. Um, Medvedev and Zverev played six times on the ATP Tour in 2023. What was their 2023 end of year head-to-head? And this is just for the six times. So how did they split those six matches is what Great I'm looking question. for. 
Mm. They played quite a lot. And so I think, yeah, I think Kim is going first on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to go three apiece. Ah, okay, Joel. Uh, Joel's giving our I'm very dismissive sure about face that. there. I'm not sure about that. I was actually going to go six o Medvedev. Um, did he get a token? I think Zverev definitely did won Zverev one. Zverev get a token victory. I'm going to go five one. I think Medvedev by landslide in that head head. Did Kim just help you? But the correct answer is five one. Oh. Um, are we going to give Joel the point there? Would he have convinced yeah, himself? Oh, we're all friends. No, I here. just said at least. Yeah, no, that's fine. Joel yes. can buy the churros when we next. Yes. Week. Yeah, yes. he can. Or maybe the, at the Christmas party. You still haven't told us when that is, Joel. Um, <laughs> but we also, um, I can tell you that Zverev won the only his only win was in Cincinnati. So, um, and that was a, a hard fought win. So, five one is not a great head to head, and we we're actually moving on to another very bad head to head for question seven, which I'm sure is we that all... Chris versus Kim in part of the courts this season. I actually think it might be Chris versus Joel. <laughs> oh. but, um, we will go for or Joel versus Kim. Um, but no, <laughs> question seven is another very, very painful head to head this year for any Brit fan. Alex Deminar was Andy Murray's kryptonite on tour. He defeated him four times. Which of these statements is true of their 2023 clashes? Option A, Andy Murray was a breakup in the first set of every match. Option B, Andy Murray had match points in all of the encounters. Option C, Murray was defeated on every surface, clay, grass, outdoor hard and indoor hard. And option D, Alex Diminar had never beaten a player four times in one season. They all could be true in my book. Um... They all sound plausible, don't they? Well, that's, I had to make some of them up, so I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Right, I think it's am I I'm going first. Yes, Joel. I'm yeah, gonna go I don't I'm not hundred percent on this, but I think Murray had match points in all of them. I'm gonna go B. Mm, I'm gonna I know he had match points in some of them. I'm gonna say A. I think he was just a break up in the first set and rather than match points in all of them. I can tell you that some of them were pretty straightforward, straight sets of victories, the first two, before the epics that happened later on in the season. And the correct answer was that Murray was defeated on every surface. Clay, oh, grass, outdoor hard, indoor hard. Okay. And that's the first time in one season that anyone has ever done that to Andy Murray. Mm. So I saw that and thought that was quite interesting because it's rare that you'd see that the clash would be across every surface, including grass. So... Um, I just remember the most recent ones and those involves match points and that perhaps I think influenced my decisioning. And I think he was 5-2 up in both of those final sets. So they sting. They still sting. Yeah. And even I think um, even Demonar's girlfriend, Katie Bolter said, no more. Please no more. No. Because it's too difficult to watch. It's as bad um, as the ashes, isn't it, really? Katie Bolter's oh. now getting involved because they're going to play against each other in the United Cup. Well, she needs to do. She needs to win against uh, Dimonov for Andy Murray <laughs> to represent his honour. But question eight, we move on to, and we move on to the, some of the titleists of this year. So, which two players outside of the top four won three ATP titles this year? As in three each. Yes. So the top four, they all won three or more titles, and only two other players won three titles. And these are ATP level, not challenger level. Sorry, Andy Murray. And you've got to get both right to get the point, have you? If nobody gets any um, and one person gets one, I will let them have the point. 
Oh, this is quite tough, Chris. Um, I've got two names, but one of them's definitely not right. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on. Um, do I? Um, it's tricky because uh, sorry. You have to do this can in real I just time. clarify yeah. the, the top four, as in season-ending top four? Correct. So I'm excluding so Djokovic, Djokovic, Alcaraz, Sinner, Medvedev, and Sinner. Medvedev. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, right. Because they've uh, rather okay. cleaned up on the tour this year. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say Holgerun. And? And Bublik? Bublik is not a bad guess at all. He did pick up two titles. I don't think Rune got three, though, did he? I believe he only got one this year. Oh, dear. But he had some big finals in Rome and in Monte Carlo, but he did win the title in Munich. I was also had Adrian Manorino written down as a option. Well, if you'd written that, I'll have to say you would have got the point. Joel, tell us. Oh, is it actually Manorino? It is. I, I was oh. I was going to put Manorino and Bublik. Um, I thought oh, Bublik, were you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I knew Manorino had, has had a great season. He's cleaned up, I feel, at like 250 level. Damn. Jo- I feel bad for Kim, though. So I'm going to say you either both get the point or neither of you get the point and you can decide. Do you both want the point? I don't feel like I merited it, to be honest. Okay, so I, we'll say I think, neither yeah. get the point for that. But very good guesses because Bublik did do very well this season. Um, I can tell you that the titles that Bublik um, took home were he won in Halle and Antwerp. And the answer I was looking for was Manorino and Baez. Sebastian Baez, who won in wow. Cordoba, Kitzbühel and Winston-Salem. So oh, I would never have guessed that. Very surprising. And Manorino swept the field away in Newport, Astana and Sofia. So very impressive from them. And moving on to our French round, because we have been... Uh, French round, sorry, our French question. We have been um, pretty harsh, I'd say, on, on the French number ones this year. Um, <laughs> and the Brits haven't had the best of seasons either, I should note. So... We've been talking about Manorino and the fact he took home three titles, but also on the tour, there were four French titleists apart from Manorino. So what I'm looking for is the highest number of French titleists will get the point out of you two. Um, so if you get zero, then obviously no one gets a point. So we're looking for four players who are French that won titles on the ATP tour this year. Oh, that's a great question. And a tough question. I was honestly surprised when I saw um, just how many, just how well they've done because Brits this year, I think we only took, I think we only took Washington with Dan Evans and maybe Rio with um, Norrie taking out Alcaraz. So, I mean, collectively, I mean, many, many more titles for the French. I've instantly forgotten all French players. Um does this in- it doesn't include Manorino in this then? It doesn't. It would include okay. players like Constant Lestien. Um, no, he's not an answer then if you're giving no. him as Corita one. Mute. Right. <laughs> okay, I think I've got four. I've got a reasonable four. I nice. Think. And I wow. believe... I, I do not have four. <laughs> are you going to go for two good ones, Joel? Or are you going to go for... I have got... You're starting, I believe, this one. Yes. And he's writing them down, viewers. Yeah, I'm, even. I'm gonna go for. I've only got. I can only think of three names to be honest. Yes, uh, I'm relatively confident about Gail Monfils towards the end of the season in on, on an indoor court. I'm gonna assume Hughes Herbert picked up a, a title, and 
the only other person I can think of is actually I'm going to leave it there. I'm only going to give you two because I'm not sure on the third one. Right. Um, I do think that Joel might have thought he said one player and said another. Kim, put him out of his misery. I've written down four names. Um, Umber. Umber. Mom- not Mumphis. Hughes Umber. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yes, Mumphis. <laughs> not Hughes yes. Umber, but Ugo Umber. Mumphis. Yeah. Gasquet? Gasquet, yes. Very uh, good, Kim. Very I good. I put Quentin Halis. Well, you got three. Or Arthur so Fee. Arthur Fees. <laughs> Is the oh, answer? He, oh, oh, did you get the okay. title? He did. I wrote hey. five down. He won in Leon. So, Kim, you did write five. You did get four, but you did get three that you said first. So, okay, the point does go to Kim. I would say that um, Pierre Houston Bear has not had um, the best season. I think um, I got him mixed up with, with Umber. Umber. <laughs> Umber. I, yeah. I thought Different so too. Person. He yeah. took Mets, but yeah, Gasquet won in Auckland. Cast your mind back. We had Feast winning in Leon. Monfils winning in Stockholm and Umber won in Mets. So very well done to all of them. And finally, we have to have a doubles question. This round has gone on forever, it would seem, with my 15 options for each question. But question 10, which doubles pair successfully defended their ATP finals title? And it was the first time the title's been defended since 1994. And I believe yes. that Kim is going first for this one. I'm writing down I've my answer for this because I definitely know the answer. <laughs> you have to write it down. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Is, yeah, it's the only one I've been confident on, um, to be honest. Uh, right. So, as it's quite recent as well, it's Joe Salisbury and Rajiv Ram. That is correct. Joe. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Salisbury and Ram. Yeah, Salisbury Ram. Well, I mean, total up after that round. And now I, th- I think the fun is over for me, isn't it? This is where it gets nasty. <laughs> Going first yeah. is way nicer, what? everybody. So, so was that, did I get, I think I got four. I think no, I you got, got five oh, in I that five? round. And I got four. Yeah. Oh, I feel like okay. Kim got more than that, surely. No, I feel no, like I've been totting Kim it got up. Nine five and, and ten. And then she got, oh, actually, you got five. Question five, right? And question two. Oh, four. Which is four. Yeah. Goodness, this okay. is worry. Harsh. Trust, wow. trust my tallying. I'm just trust trying to get Kim the victory. So well done, Joel, for that round. <laughs> right, let's move on to the WTA round. And Kim, maybe there's, there's, this is, this is like the ultimate boss battle. I feel because you're going up against Chris with my WTA talk this is questions. Like At least Kim can relax after this one. She's been through a lot. <laughs> right, right. I'm ready WTA. for it. I think my questions question are a little one. bit. I think my questions are a little bit easier. Um, but we'll see. I hope so because that seemed a bit difficult. Okay, question number one in the WTA round. In Auckland, who won her first match on the WTA tour for 552 days? And I'm going to let Kim go first. Um, yes, I do remember this being a, quite a big thing. And I think it's this person. Uh, is it Venus Williams? That is correct. Yes, it is yes. Venus Williams who did return to the tour in Auckland at the very start of the year. With a, with a great win, wasn't it? Against Volleynets, I remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course yeah. you'd know who it was against, Chris. Chris. I'm going to see you, watched you, it. Yeah. You, had that, you had that written down as well. So uh, I stayed you, up for that. You stayed up for it. Well, I expect you to get that right then. So uh, that's a point. That is one point apiece. Okay. Oh, are we going chronologically through the season? I love this. Next question, Chris, to answer mm-hmm. first. Where did Iga Sviontek 
win her first tour title of 2023? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, she hasn't... I don't think she had the best of starts of the season. I am not 100% sure. If I had to say... I would say Doha. Okay, Doha. Kim? I've put Indian Wells down. Chris is right. It was Doha. Very, I think she dropped very eight games impressive. that week. Mm. Right? Yeah. It was uh yeah, it was Doha. A little, probably a little bit later than she would have liked, but um yes. One point to you, Chris. Kim, you got nothing. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to rub it in. <laughs> right, okay. Next question, question three. What was significant about Barbora Krachikova's run to the Dubai 1000 title? So there was a thing Ooh. that she did uh, that not many people have done. I'm going to leave it there. And Kim, you get to go first on this, but I'm looking for a thing that Krachikova did on her run to the Dubai 1000 title? It's something that she did, because I, I wrote down sort of my possible answer, but it's not really what she did. I was thinking all her opponents either like retired during the match or, you know, she had a lot of walkovers, but that's nothing to do with her, is it? Unless you kind of are going down the lines of she won through retirement slash walkover. Um, I'm going to stick with that, actually, because I can't think of, a plausible option so yeah she won through her opponents always retiring or pulling out okay i think it's going to be something like she beat the top three players or maybe she beat all of her because she wasn't ranked that highly at the time so it could be to do with beating top 10 players i'm gonna say that she beat i don't know how many rounds you play she beat four Four top ten players on her way to the title. Oh, Chris, you were you were there, and then you went away from the right answer. All top ten players. She became all only Grand the Slam fifth champions. No player to all defeat ones. the top three en route. Um, the top to the three. title. Yes, I could have got that. Very tough, but yes, that was what I was looking for. That was my first thought when I got the question. It was and your and first that, thought. I thought you were going to go with your, your gut instinct. instinct. Yeah. 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 I learned, I learned the hard gut. way. At least okay. we're both wrong. <laughs> right, next question, question four. Which song interrupted the semi-final between Iga Svantec and Jesse Pagula during the semi-finals of the Canadian Open? Mm. Oh Chris, you God. get to go first on this one. I mean, they should have done it at the end of the season finals <laughs> as well, but I believe it was Cotton Eye Joe. That is correct. Yes, it was Cotton Eye Joe. Kim, did you did you write no. down that answer? No, I wrote, okay. I wrote down "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that, that's a. Bug. I actually sort of wish it was that. Yeah, I think last year we did have quite a lot of like those things that happened off off court, like Rublev writing on the camera, and I always do badly at that. But Joel has been obsessed <laughs> with Cotton Eye Joe this season. I have been. I have been. It's Cotton Eye Joe, and uh, the artist is Rednecks. Um, so if you said that, that was a little bit of a bonus. But yeah, Cotton Eye Joe was what I was looking for. Okay, question five. And this is, I'm looking for two names here to right. get the point. Yes. There was an all British final in the Nottingham Open earlier this season 
For one point, who were the two finalists? Kim, you get to go first. I know this one. Hurrah. Um, so it was, I remember watching it, it was Katie Balter who beat Jodie Burridge quite comfortably. That is correct. Yes, it was Burridge and Balter. Um, Balter had a pretty good season and did, I think, just outside top 50. But uh, yeah. Chris, did you did you write down Burridge and Balter? I did indeed. I did indeed. Sounds um, like a law firm or something. Burridge does, and Balter, yeah. I, I trust them with my, <laughs> with my legal work. Okay, right. Question six. Which player finished as the ace leader on the tour with 462 Ooh. aces across 64 matches? Chris, you get to go first. That is a really good question. I... I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with Rabakina. Rabakina is incorrect. It's not the correct answer I was looking for. Kim, do you have a alternative? Yes, I do. I had actually written down Sabalenka. I don't know if that would be correct. Sabalenka is also incorrect. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Okay. Wait, is can it, we think of I, it? I'd also put Coco Goff, but is that also incorrect? You, you could put her there, but it's also incorrect. The answer mm. I was looking for, and Kim, I think you're going to kick yourself for this. It's Garcia. Caroline Garcia. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the she didn't have that bad a season the then. What, what was she doing off the ground then? Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. So no, no we one are, with the We mark are not there. nailing this. We need some redemption. <laughs> well, I thought this round was easier than the ATP round. I'm only annoyed at question three, but the rest of them I wouldn't have got. <laughs> right. Next question. Which tournament did Elena Svitolina make her comeback in on the tour this season? And I think Kim, you get to go first on this one. Hmm. I think I might know it. Uh, it's definitely around that time of the year. I think it's Geneva. No, maybe not. Honestly, you, was, look very you, were, you were very, very confident there, Kim. <laughs> you, said, you said going with Geneva? I'm going to say Geneva. But your face just do very poker face. I'm not confident. That's incorrect. Oh, no. It's not uh, Geneva. I loved how confident you were. It, but it, it's it's absolutely not Geneva. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Chris, what 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 did you have? I watched this match and it was in Charleston. Very oh, good. It was the dear. Charleston Open. Uh, any, any, uh, no, no special marks here, but do you know who she played in that first I match? I think it was Putin Saver. Very good. She lost to Putin Saver. In three Saver. sets, I in think. In three sets. She yep. had a great comeback and mm. yeah, it was very promising. Very good. Very good. Right. Well, point to Chris there. Kim has got a rough deal with WTA. <laughs> she really has. Did she win Geneva though? There's she won Strasbourg. She won Strasbourg, oh. yeah. But she played she some, lives in Geneva. some, some uh, Portia, Portuguese tournaments, ITF events. <laughs> oh, right. Where okay. she lost to Clara Towson, if you wanted that. Definitely not I can Geneva, tell you then. that that happened. <laughs> All right, next question. Who ended 2023 as the year-end doubles number one ranked player? Love this question. Chris, you get to go first. Um, well, Kim, you got an answer? Oh, I was just saying, I think I do actually know this one. Okay. Um, um, I well. am going to go well, not for that I knew the last one, but. pod favourite, Storm Hunter. 
she clinched it at the end despite not taking a grand slam this year yeah i also had storm hunter down yes that is correct point to both of you operation beat joel (laughs) she was the only player to break six thousand points uh on 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 the she must have played a lot this season yeah um so yeah that is the correct answer well done well done well done right two questions left and these one have both have like a group of of players they uh a pot of players that an answer could come from or do we or do we need multiple answers we just need i just want one name mm-hmm. just want one name so this is question nine there were only four players to achieve successful title defenses on the tour this season outside of a grand slam for one mark name me a player to achieve this oh i've already got two Ooh, showing <laughs> oh, off Chris. now. Um, I've got one. Um, do we okay. do we just need one, Joel? Kim, to get the yeah, point? I just need one name. Okay, one name for one mark. Um, Elise Mertens. That is very good, Kim. I was not expecting that to be the name coming out of your mouth, but yes, that is a correct answer. Well done. Don't tell me where she did it. I just know she did do it. <laughs> Morocco, <laughs> I think. Oh, is very good. Monastir. Yeah, it was Monastir. Oh. She, yeah, mm. she she loves it over there. Um, Chris, can you clear the board? I really hope that this is a right one because <laughs> yeah. I was so smug. Um, but I went for Tatiana Maria in uh, Colombia. That is niche. That is niche, but it's also a correct answer. And the, the answer, no, no, I was not expecting someone to give me. But yeah, but Tatiana now I'm thinking, Maria. Now I'm thinking of who else defended their titles. Mm. Let was me it ha- Leila Fernandez or someone like that as well? No. So you could have given me Mertens, Maria... And who else would I say? Onjabal? No. I'm not sure that she's... This is a tricky she's one. She's won anything. Um, Sviontek. Yes, no. you could have had Sviontek because no. she'd mm. won in Doha oh, yeah, and Stuttgart. That's, of yeah. course, that one. I wrote mm. her off because I was going to say <laughs> the French Open. French Open, yeah. yeah. And the final player you could have given me was... was it Sabalenka? Sotogenbosch champion. Oh, um, not Haddad Meyer. No, um, no, that oh. wasn't Haddad Meyer. Um, Ekaterina Alexandrova. Oh, Alexandrova, oh, yes. she did. Yes. Good. Def- well, honestly, defended her title. We really went for the hard options there, Kim. <laughs> I was actually. I'm, I'm, I almost want to give you more than one point there. Um, None of us. Given how impressive that was. None of us. I think it was a collective effort to impress there. <laughs> um, okay, and final question. And I think Chris Chris will be all over this. But I again, there's so. only one mark. There's only one mark available. And this could even be a really tough par for the courts. But the question is, there were 12 first-time WTA main tour singles champions this year. For one mark, name me, name me one of them. Ooh. Mm, okay. Um... Tough. Um... I I only I can only I mean I definitely should be able to name more than one because when it rained it poured. Am I first? Or am I just yep, talking? Yep, oh Chris. I'm first. But there's one that sticks out, which is so budget, but I love it. I'm gonna go for Maria Timofeva because I remember um her I think she won in Budapest and um that was she was a lucky loser and I just thought that was wild. <laughs> That is the correct answer. Very good. Nineteen years old, Timofeeva in Budapest. So yeah, you get you get the point. Kim, over to you. Yeah, 
Oh, I feel Look like this him. person might have won a title last year, but um, Jasmine Paolini? You don't look confident. <laughs> That's an incorrect answer, oh, Kim. No. You could have had Katie Balter. Right. You Katie could have Balter. had Katie oh, Balter. I could have, couldn't I? I? Yes, what Katie about? Balter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. There were two pa- Italians. Alicia Parks. Did she yes, also? Alicia Parks. There were Con- two Italians. Conchavetto. On the list, Cocciaretto was one of them. The other. And then, oh, can I guess this one? Um, there's a Chinese player. There's three Chinese Quinn players. Jen, it was her first one. I yep. thought she'd won one already. That's Zulin. Right. Zulin will be on Very the list. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could have had Wong. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Wong also won one. I need another Italian. This is tricky. I know that it's not. Um, Bronze- Three, Br- Bronzetti? Two. Yes, very good. It oh, is Bronzetti. Oh, I've got the wrong Italian then. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, Alicia Parks as well in Lyon. She's uh, did Marta nothing Co- since. Marta Kostuk. Oh, in Austin. D- Austin, yes. And the other players you could have had, you could have had the oldest one on, the, on this list, Arantxa Russ. I watched that match. Oh, I was there. That's so Hamburg. embarrassing. I forgot that. <laughs> I mean, that was a bad match. I wish I forgot Ashlyn it. Ashlyn Kruger. United States We'd in Osaka and uh, in Cluj in uh, Romania you could have had Tamara Korpach 28 years wow. old so and I went wow. against Tim Fever and <laughs> Kim didn't say Katie Porter oh dear right of results from that round I've got four again so I'm quite consistent at the very least um, Chris is on a big total of eight we have gone hard Listeners, we apologise for how hard this, this has been. This should be fun, shouldn't it? Um, I'm very annoyed that I didn't get the top three on route, but I'll take eight. I'll take it. You've got eight, Chris. Uh, you beat me by, well, doubled my score. <laughs> doubled your score. So well done. Um, so going into our break, uh, where listeners can refresh and get a cup of tea to help their the second half, um, I've got a total of eight. Chris has got a total of eight. And Joel's got a total of five. However, Joel and Chris, you've still got another round to play. And Ooh. I will be testing you next. Um, so, yeah, listeners, do take a quick break now, but do come back in the second half where we'll be entering quiz part two, uh, which includes some Grand Slam and team competitions, plus our impossible round. So if you oh, think, no. thought it couldn't get any harder, it can. <laughs> uh, so do not go anywhere. We'll see you very shortly. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with UTS. And Tennis Weekly is proud to be the official podcast of the UTS Grand Final in London. UTS is the world's newest, most exciting, innovative tennis league, playing an entirely reinvented game format that does away with traditional tennis rules. And the UTS Grand Final is coming to London's XL Arena from the 15th to the 17th of December. The Grand Final features the players who have won the UTS events from around the globe, guaranteeing the best of the best will be competing for the title in London. Already confirmed a top player such as Andre Rublev Rublev. Gael the Monf Monfils. Casper the Iceman Rude. With more players to be announced, including a local wildcard. So if you are looking for the ultimate day out in London in the run up to Christmas, then secure your tickets to the UTS Grand Final now. Session passes start from £31 and day passes from just £51 for a guaranteed six matches. Go to www.uts.live for more information or use the link in the description to purchase your tickets now. We look forward to seeing you there. (laughs) 
This is the Tennis Weekly Podcast brought to you by the UTS Grand Final. And now we're going to move on to round three of our holiday uh, end of season quiz, where I will be posing questions for Joel and Chris. Joel, and you're all back listeners. in the game. Back so in. Joel, get ready to, uh, to get playing again. I feel like I cheated by a very hard round looking back, I would say. I think maybe we should have handicaps for that one. Well, maybe everyone will be loving uh, this round. I don't know, because yes. I'm posing the questions now. So I'm, I'm in the power <laughs> we seat. Should, maybe we should have started with this round. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I think my round is on a par with, with yours. So I think we're all good. Um, but yeah, listeners, do let us know how you all you know, get on uh, once you reach the end of the quiz. Did you beat Kim? Um, I, well, <laughs> at the moment, it's looking like that's uh, quite doable. <laughs> so, right, Joel, you've got to try and... Beat three. Chris on this one because okay. got, get got a deficit of three. Yeah. Okay. So we're doing grand slams and team events. Um, so are you ready? Round I'm three. Ready. How many winners did Arena Sabalenka hit in the Australian Open final? I hope this beat... is multiple choice. Don't worry. I'm getting there. <laughs> How many winners did Arena Sabalenka hit in the Australian Open final when she beat Elena Rabakina? in three sets to claim her maiden um, Grand Slam final. You can get the point if you guess correctly uh, with five on either side of the right answer. So you've got a bit of a margin to play with. You've got a bit of room for manoeuvre. But I want you to guess how many winners So we just have to pluck a number. Pluck a number, but if you're within five of either side of the correct answer, you still get the point. So you don't have to get it accurate. Joel, give me a number. We'll go to you first. I'm going to say 34. 34 winners from Joel. Okay. And Chris, how many do you have? I think that's quite low because that match that match it went was, on. It was high quality. Yeah. Um I I actually went for near 50. I went for I went for 50. Oh god. Um so the answer was 51. <laughs> Oh. So stop it! Yeah, well done, Chris. No, yeah, I was going to say fifty-two because my dad taught me never go for a round number when you're guessing. Sorry, because... Kim. I, I thought you said unforced errors. I didn't hear winners. Can we <laughs> How many unforced repeat the question? Is that the second question? <laughs> no, sadly not. But yeah, That's so Joel, you're, you're you're too far out of the range, I'm afraid. But um, if you, anyone at home got forty-six to fifty-six, and you still get the point if my maths is correct there. I can't believe it was 51. (laughs) So, second round, sorry, second question of round three. Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz played one another in the Roland Garros semi-finals earlier in the year, but who faced off against each other in the second semi-final? So I need, um, I need both players to get the the point here. Um, So I'm just looking for who played the second semi-final at Roland Garros that wasn't Djokovic and Alcaraz I think I've got it I, Chris I'll be coming you to first. you first. I have to go first don't I um, so I know who I know who one of the finalists was oh I know I know I know it it's Kasper Ruud and Zverev because Zverev made it back to the semi correct it is yeah it is Kasper Ruud and Sasha Zverev Joel who did you have yet yeah I had Ruud and Zverev I remember him like getting back to to where he got to before and I remember obviously Ruud in that final just 
just sort of rolling over in straight sets to, to Djokovic. So, where, yeah. where's, where was that rude the rest of the season? That's what I want to know. Mm, yeah. Actually, Vera we know him game. for his inconsistency. Yep. Next year, it's his year. Hmm, third try, I'm lucky. Um, okay, next question. Going to Wimbledon now. Ooh. Marquetta von Drusfer won Wimbledon to claim her first Grand Slam title. But what was so special about her win? Mm. I mean, it's quite a vague question. I can give that you a bit quite... more of a clue. Um, no, I think I have something an answer. to do with her being the I've first got an something an... To, oh. to win. The first something. I mean, you could say many things were special, can't you? I suppose, but um, she was the first something to win the title. Um. Okay, I'm gonna. And it's Joel. I'm going to first. Okay. I I don't think this is right. I'm going to say, I don't think she was seeded. Was she seeded? I'm going to say first unseeded player to win the title. And yeah, I should I should carry out this is open era achievement. So I don't want to offend anyone who came, you know, much before. Um, but yes, Joel, you are correct. She was, she was the first unseeded player. I thought I had you there. Yeah. I was tossing first up between unseeded. two options and then I went for first unseeded because I thought there's no way it would be the first player to win Wimbledon with a losing record and grass. thought that was too specific. Mm. So yeah, first unseeded player to win the women's title in the Open era. So well done, Von Drusfer and well done, Joel and Chris. Unseeded Raducanu, you know, just saying. Someone <laughs> did it first at the US well, Open. Uh, yeah, this is, this is Wimbledon though. I've it's done hard a to get Raducanu into this quiz, isn't it, this year? Yeah, for 2023 it is. Maybe next year. Um, okay, on to the US Open. Coco Goff became the 10th teenager to win the US Open women's title this year. But can you name three other teenagers who have also won this Great title? Great question. So actually, well... well Sorry, everybody. The, the answer away, but you We've just... We've done it yeah. again. <laughs> um, so there are... Yeah, there are... There are 10 in total, including Coco Goff, but I'd like you to name three other teenagers in order to get the point from a long list. So, um, Chris, I believe I'm coming to you first. I am just typing. I'm so have a moment to think. Listeners, yes. have a moment to think. So there's quite a few options. There are a lot of options. And we've got to get three. Three, yeah, to get the point. I'm, I'm being quite stringent. Okay. And how many are we allowed to name? We have to name three, three for three, basically. Well, you can name as many as you like, if, if they're correct, I suppose, or, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose if you've got six written down and only three are correct, I'll, I'll give you the point as long as you've got the correct three in there. Okay. Okay, okay. So, yeah, do you want to... Yes, I can kick us off. Kick us off. Um, I went for Tracy Austin because she definitely, I think she won it multiple times as a teenager. I went for, obviously, Raducanu. Um, because I spoiler alert that one. Sorry, Kim. Um, Bianca Andrescu won it at nineteen, oh, I a, believe. Yes, that's a great one. Serena Williams won it as a teenager. Also, I had Martina Hingis down as well, and mm. then I wasn't sure. I think that she won it in two thousand and six, so she would have been nineteen when Sharapova won it. So I had Sharapova on my list as well, and then I ran out of time before I had to answer the question. <laughs> that's all right joel did you have any in addition to that uh no but i did have three correct answers i put radicanu serena and hingis 
Nice. Well done. Yeah, you both get the point. I'm so surprised I forgot about Andrescu though. I think we yeah. all have forgotten about her at the moment. She actually technically isn't entered for the Australian Open and neither is Kvitova. I found that out today. Mm, yeah. Mm. Who else could we have so, had? You could also have had Svetlana Kuznetsova. Oh, wow. A teenager. Wow. Yeah. And Monica Sellers. I don't think either of you said her. No. Um, but you covered everyone else. So obviously Coco Goff, Serena Williams, Tracy Austin, Steffi Graf. Oh, Steffi Graf. Oh, didn't say that. Um, Monica Sellers, Martina Hingis, Svetlana Kuznetsova, Maria Sharapova, Bianca Andreescu, and Emma Raducanu. Kim, this this is too good for this quiz. This needed to be a par for the courts. Come, um, yeah, US Open, US Open par for the courts. <laughs> well, save it for next year, and hopefully you'll all all have forgotten the answers I, by then. I'm glad I had Chris Everett down. I'm glad I got rid of that at the last moment. I'm not going to lie. Oh, she wasn't on the list. No, no, Chris Everett isn't. No, no she must goodness. have been twenty. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well done, guys. Point each there. Uh, so the next question, we're going doubles for this one. Oh, love it. Which women's doubles pairing reached the final of the Wimbledon doubles for the loss of just nine games, but ended up falling to Barbora Stritskova and Su Wei Shea in the final? That is so a really good... Only dropped nine games to get to the women's doubles final, but then lost. Um, who's Ooh. first? Is it me? And Joel's first. No, sorry. Joel was oh, first. That is tough. I was just thinking Sue Wei in my head. I all thought the way it was going to be question. multiple Grand Slams. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that is tough. Um, I want to say there's like a Chinese pairing that I'm going to get wrong. A cheeky wang. I, I just don't know their names. Um, I'm going to say, I don't think this is right. I'm going to say... Oh, I don't. It's not right. G- uh, Goff and Pagula. That's a plausible guess, though, but it isn't correct. I'm afraid. I Chris, went for ideas? Hunter and Mertens because I I think I remember them in in the final. Uh, Hunter and Mertens. You are correct. Well done, Chris. You get that point. Um, yeah, they absolutely annihilated their opposition. Um, loads of bagels. They had. They did have a walkover and a retirement, but. Every other match they played, um, yeah, it was like loads Goodness. of breadsticks, bagels. But then, yeah, just kind of lost and straight sets in the final. the final. So, yeah, I saw that and thought, ooh. And I thought, as Storm Hunter is the year-end world number one for doubles, she's already been mentioned today. I, I was actually nervous about her. mentioning Elise Mertens because I, I just don't think I would have got the partner correct, given how many partners that she has. Well, she does. I mean, we should make sure that the tennis partners that she has, but... <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> definitely a case that she um, she's actually already binned off Storm Hunter going to next season. So um, maybe every every doubles question, just say Mertens and partner. <laughs> Mertens and partner, love it. <laughs> okay, we're going on to team events now. So we've got some oh, Davis no. Cup, Billie Jean King Cup. Please and no also, Hotman Cup. <laughs> uh, there United is a United Cup, cup question Okay, I can handle that. On. So we're doing Davis Cup first, which is, you know, quite recent. So hopefully this will be fresh in your mind. I wasn't there though, Kim. <laughs> I know you weren't there, but if you've been tuning oh, into our podcast, on me then. Yeah. you should you should absolutely know this next I question. I listened, I listened. And uh, to be fair, this is a slightly biased. Joel should absolutely get this. Um, so the question is, what were Joel and Kim not able to have as a result of Yannick Sinner beating Novak Djokovic in the Davis Cup semi-finals from match point down. 
I'm Ooh. still angry about it. I'm still devastated okay. about it. So, What were Joel and Kim not able to I have? I probably should answer this, given the fact that Joel actually was there and <laughs> knows the answer. <laughs> but from listening, um, it's not alcoholic, um, which is a surprise. It's not a woo-woo or a Hugo. I think you missed out on the churros. That is correct. We did miss out on the churros. I listened, I know, guys. I, I listened from my hospital <laughs> bed. That is proof that you listened. And yes. Joel, I mean, I will oh, give was, you yeah. that question, he obviously. He was there, yeah. So that helps you, Joel. Well, we're still missing Chris. out on the churros. They actually have churros in the Christmas markets in Copenhagen. So if you pop over, you can make up for lost time there. Post, post some to us. Uh, yeah, bring some home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, a slightly cheeky question there. It wasn't tennis related particularly, but there that, we go. That's really sorting out the fans from the quizzes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So Davis Cup, this is a tennis question. How many years had it been since Italy last won the Davis Cup before their victory in 2023? So how many years, how many years of hurt had it been for yes. them? <laughs> I could, I've got that sound phrase in, in the back of my head. So I've got the right, I know the answer to this, I think. Um, and Unless I think my we're mind going, deceives I'm me. pretty confident well, as well. Joel, we're going to you first yes. on this one, aren't we? Yeah. It's very recent. 47. Yes. 47 it was. 47 correct it is 47 you are correct that was on an episode tile that's why i remember it all <laughs> oh, right yeah i headline. shouldn't have done such recent stuff but you know i didn't want to not do davis cup and i just thought well I, i'll make this the slightly easier round perhaps um chris you're on full marks for this round so far it's like you made it for me i know um right we're going on to billy jean king cup next this is joel's so- section by the way this is where <laughs> he, he loves this here we go. What player ranked 258 in the world was a pivotal part of Canada's Billie Jean King Cup winning side in the Billie Jean King Cup finals in Seville this November? Ooh, this is tough. Um, I'm going first, right? You are. Yeah. Is this the hardest one of the rounds so far, do you think? This is tricky. Uh, I, 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 can, I can think of the... I can think of the... Canada Davis Cup team the guy did really well well, relatively unknown I'm partly thinking like what was Eugenie Bouchard's ranking but it probably was lower than this so I when you say pivotal that makes me think it has to be um that kind of very young player surprise package and I I think I don't know if I'm saying this right but is it Stakusic yeah that's it yeah is it Joel, did you have that person written down? Uh, I put I put Dabrowski's singles ranking. Oh right, they could, honestly um, could be. <laughs> no, so Chris, uh, you're still all on 100 percent in this round. It is Stakusic, uh, Marina Stakusic is the player. Um, yeah, the one uh, she won one of the rubbers in the final to get them across the finish line. So I would say that's fairly pivotal. Uh, so well done, Chris. You get the point. This is slowly becoming, will Chris get 100% in this round? Yeah. I'm actually still really annoyed I didn't get the top three players in the world for Barbara Kuchikova. <laughs> That's haunting <laughs> me right now. Okay, so another Billie Jean King Cup question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team GB played France in the Billie Jean Ooh, King Cup there. tie in April yes. at Coventry Arena. Uh, the first day's play saw Harriet Dart and Katie Balter go up against Elise Cornet and Caroline Garcia. 
but how many sets were played and what set scoreline did each set go to? So I need like two parts Ooh. to this answer. How many sets were played on that day and what was the scoreline in all the sets? I think Oh, I'm, that is tough. I think I have a good idea of this. Let you're just, up first. I'm just going to write it down. Who's up first? Is it me? I think you're up first, yeah. Ooh, okay. In the two the two singles rubbers. Yeah, the first day's play. So I remember I remember Bolter Garcia because that was a that was a it was a fantastic match. And I want to say that was not 100% confident but I think it was like a 7-6-6-7-7-6 win to to Garcia and then Dart sorry who did Dart play? Dart played Elise Cornet we watched that with Garcia I'm just going to say it was like 6-4-6-3 Cornet okay here's a clue Uh, yeah here's a clue all of the sets were the same scoreline they were all tie breaks oh and it was Seven sets. And six, how many six. sets? Yeah. So it was five sets because Cornet beat Dart in straight sets. And it was seven six, six, seven, seven, six to Garcia. Then it was seven six, seven, six to Cornet. Correct. I mean, yeah, the Cornet match was straight sets and the Garcia match was three sets. So it's five I was sets. Just, I we was were there. I was zoned out in that question. We, we were literally watching I'm it. I'm sort of annoyed with... about that because I knew it was tie breaks in that Garcia match. But uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I could give you a token half point, but it might no, not It's okay. Matter. It's okay. I'm not going to lose any sleep. Uh, okay. But remember, it was like we'd never seen that many tie breaks in a row. We couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was a long, yeah, it was a long day. I remember it. Yeah. And Garcia Excellent. watched Set Point with us, right? Like for the Cornet Dart match. Mm, yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Okay. To last, to, to, sorry, to last. I to actually really want to get this right now. This round. Yeah. This is the question. Will Chris get 100%? Um, it's on the United Cup and it's quite oh, no, simply. No way. <laughs> which country won the United Cup in January 2023? I know the answer. Honestly. I know the answer. Who goes first? Is it me? Uh, we're going to Chris first. Yeah. Will I get full marks? <laughs> I it's... really hope you get this wrong and I get this right. It oh. would be. Is that what you want? I knew... Right. I I think it was the US. I think I remember Pagula beating Eager. I'm not sure if that was the final. Then the, the, I know the Italy. I'm going to say US. USA. Is Chris correct? Has he got a hundred percent in my round? Oh God. Oh, Italy were in the final. But who it, did oh, they lose it's going to be Canada, to? isn't it? But I said USA. They, Italy lost to the United States. You oh, are correct. Oh, no. I'll take that. So, Joel, did you have the did United States oh, as well? Do you know what? I, 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 I was really confident. I put Canada. Stop it. You I put Canada? It was Canada. Oh, you That was my backup. Oh, blimey. Okay. I've got so, my team. Com- there's Kim, there's so many team competitions. I think I got it confused with... Davis the Cup, Davis Cup, Billie before. Jean King Cup, because yeah. they were reigning champions for a little bit. I think bit. they won the what was the the one the male Did they win one it the year before. It was there was a male one at the start of the season. Yes, they won, they the, won ATP it the year Cup. before the ATP yeah. Cup. Yes, so that's at one what point I was they thinking. had the Davis God. Cup and the ATP Cup at the yeah, same that's time. That's exactly mm. what I was thinking. I, was, I thought there was Excellent. something at the start of the year. At least we figured it out in the end. Right. So on that round, Joel got six and Chris got ten. Hundred percent, Chris. So. Do we oh, want to no. do total scores for, from Doesn't the first that mean three rounds? That 
Joel got nine. Joel in total has got 11 points. Oh. I've got eight. And Chris has 18. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly wish that was 19 because I'm still annoyed. But I'm over it, guys. I'm over it. I can't remember what the other one you got wrong was, but um, yeah, you dropped in a, two. In, I didn't say Garcia. Oh, Rebecca, yeah. yeah, gutted by that, yeah. but hey. So Chris has won by a country mile, but we do have an impossible round. There's no, congratula- no congratulations no from my congratulations. fellow hosts. No, no. Your congratulations is the impossible round. And listeners, we put this together because oh, we God. sort of suspected that Chris uh, would actually, dominate the quiz. This nerve, and, I'm nervous. And, you know, it would, it would just go the way of all the quizzes we've done across, you know, the catch-ups this season. So it almost felt like me and Kim, we sort of hatched a plan and we wanted to get our own back on Chris. Okay, this sounds really, so, really pleasant. <laughs> so we put five questions together as part of an impossible round. And uh, I'm really curious, Chris, to see if you get any of these correct... What um, would be a good score for this? Any of them oh, would be good. Tough. One. <laughs> One. Okay, I'll take that. Listeners, do play along and let me know if you get any of these as well. So, Kim, let's. Should we? Should we do this altern- alternately? Yeah, I. I it feels yeah. very so lonely. Do you, do you want to kick off, and mm-hmm. I'll we'll alternate the question asking. Okay. First question of the impossible round. Yes. What is Grigor Dimitrov's nickname in UTS? Uh, it's G unit. Oh, I mean, it is. I mean, off to a great start. Wow! You, As the you... official podcast of UTS <laughs> London, <laughs> I I've been seeing a lot of their socials. So right, we're just easing you in. Um, okay, so you have one impossible answer correct. Thank well you. Well done. <clears throat> right, which female player won the most singles titles on the ITF World Tour, and that includes. ITF Ooh. tournaments at the 180, 60, 40, 25 and 15 level. That is a really good question. I think that it's going to be, I think it's a Czech teenager who has just been absolutely um, destroying the ITF circuit. But I'm not 100% sure. Oh, God. Of what her name is. Um, this is hard. They won seven guys. titles on the ITF. Wait, so how 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 big a tournament do they have to be? Uh, it can be up to one. It can be up to a, a ITF um, like W one hundred. Mm, I honestly, I'm not sure. But the only thing I can think of is is the Brenda Fravertiva is the only person I can think of. Or it would be like some Spanish player just plays ITF. But that's, I know that she won a lot, but I'm not sure if it was this year or last year. What's your final answer? I only have that. So I'm going to go Brenda Fravertova. Ooh. Well, it is actually correct. It is Brenda oh Fravertova. This is so stressful, guys. <laughs> this is so stressful because you're like second guessing oh, yourself. <laughs> I thought that was hard. Two of obviously two. it wasn't hard enough. At least, well, it was my first thought, but okay, I'm okay. not watching that many ITF streams, I'm worried, guys. Kim. Is Chris on for 100% in the impossible round? I really hope not. I say that G-Unit, G, G all it takes is a quick look at the UTS website, Joel. <laughs> okay, third question. For one point, name three male players whose current singles ranking puts them between 
five and ten in the domestic rankings for Great Britain. Ooh. Five so and I want ten. three names of GB. If you look to the top ten ranked players, they would be between five and ten. That is really tricky. So we know it's not going to be Norrie, Evans, Murray, Draper, or Liam, Brody. So we're really clutching at straws here. Ryan Pennison is the only one I can think of immediately. I know that a player that had good res- good results on the, I think on the Challenger Tour, is it Choinsky? And then I'm thinking, I'm thinking Billy Harris. I need three names. What are you giving me? I'm going to give the three names that I've given. So Choinsky, Penniston and Billy Harris. Yeah, I, I've done. I, oh, no, I do have one more, actually. I do have one more. Um, this is from the shout out to the LTA for their updates, um, weekly updates, the media update. Um, I think Arthur, Arthur Ferry. <laughs> I mean that is all. That's all fantastic. That is all correct. Four names there. I don't have a fifth. All on the list. I don't have a fifth. Who is it? Charles Broom. You could have also had, and you could have had Liam Brody because I said five to ten, so five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh, ten. Oh, Brody, our number five. Been five, five. Yeah. I hadn't figured that one out. Well, so I'll yeah, take that. There you go. Wow. Well done. God, that was stressful. Right, come on. Hit right, me with it, some Kim. more stress now. What was the name of the player who defeated Jody Burridge at the Copper Box for Sweden's sole rubber victory in their Billie Jean King Cup tie against Great Britain? Now this is this is not kind. <laughs> you know, you live in Scandinavia, so yeah. maybe you should know this. Well, I can tell you she was Swedish. Correct. Um, um, I, can I can tell, tell you, you that, her ranking. I can tell you that, I've, that I helps. had never heard of her. So I do not know. And I know she didn't play, but I'd have to say Peterson. I have no idea. I watched it as well. And I still don't know who she is. <laughs> who is it's it? It's not actually far off. Peterson's quite, a, a, you know, uh, a decent guess. It's not it's, Rebecca though, is it? No, it's Kasia Ronaldo Pearson. Well, she put on a fantastic performance and I... As a real disservice to her, I did not know that, so I apologise. Ranked 372 in the world at the time. Burridge has to say, so, I mean, that's, that's a big shame. You're on three out of four in the impossible Well, I would like to round. get, I'd like to get four. Okay. One more and question to go. This is a very tough one. It's the final question. Yep. How many tournaments were there on the ITF men's circuit this season? So I'm talking about the ITF Futures that give 15 or 25 ranking points. And I'm going to allow 10 either side. Well, there's going to be a lot. Um, I literally wouldn't know where to start. Um, (laughs) It's tough. It is tough. It is the final question in the quiz. Oof. Um, do I get any indication? I'm going to say there's a lot each week. There's an awful lot. Um, I need a number. I'm going to have to do some like basic mental maths. I'm going to say there's like six a week times by 52. Um, 
I'm going to say there's maybe 320. Unbelievably, that's an incorrect answer. It's 534 in total. Wow. I know. Wow, wow, wow. That's a crazy amount, isn't it? Um, I mean, when you look on the app, you see a lot of them, but I guess like you just, yeah, well... There's a, a lot of tennis being played out there. There's a anyone. lot of tennis. I know. Well, maybe maybe we should not have a week off. I'm just glad we don't cover. Uh, we don't have to cover all of that because yeah, the Kim, our episodes will just <laughs> go Kim on getting and on us and on. through 500 and something tournaments a year. I mean, we'd be here recording all every night, every day of the year. <laughs> it'd be tennis we, daily. Covering all that. It really it's would be. Daily. Wow. I mean, three out of five. What do we think? That's very, very good. That's very, very, very good. That, well that. done, Chris. I'll take that. 60% on the impossible God, if, round. If I'd have missed the GB quiz, I think I'd never be able to show my face at a lawn tennis <laughs> event in the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you've absolutely nailed the quiz tonight. Uh, you've only dropped four questions that were asked of you. So congratulations. How many and of the impossible ones did you know before you looked them up or did you know them beforehand no zero absolutely zero i was like going on to the depths of, of wikipedia and the internet i reckon kim to could find have done answers. five to ten for the gb no kim? yeah i think i think i could have guessed some could names have got three yeah billy I harris mean, has been that about one's plausible yeah um but no, I think, you know, Chris, well done. Um, it's, Thanks, it's Kim. It's very commendable. It means and a lot. Listener, I'm I just did, curious I to do know revise, how our listeners though, got I on. Say, you know, I do revise throughout the year <laughs> by hosting a podcast about tennis every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, listeners, let us know how you got on. What round did you find the hardest? How how well did you do? Did you beat, you know, did you beat me and Joel? Did you beat Chris? I mean, Where if, were if you, you on the Chris, scale? Yeah, where fantastic. were you on the scale? Yeah. We need yeah. to know. And if Are you, you did, a Joel, if you, Kim, or Chris? If you did beat, if you did beat all of us, then do tell us, and we will put you on our socials, and we'll give you a retweet. Yes, listeners, we're going to end it there. Though uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to all of our episodes this season, our catch ups, our, our round by rounds, tennis weekly meets, and our, our tennis weekly quiz. Remember, if you have enjoyed listening to any any of our episodes, and you want to show your support for the show then make sure to support our crowdfund which has gone live today the link is in the description it's on gofundme if you search on google tennis weekly podcast gofundme it'll come up but the link is in the description it's www.gofundme.com slash tennis dash weekly dash 2024 so we're going to leave you with that message we will be back next season so I hope you can join us then. But uh, as I say, thank you so much for, for joining us for all of our episodes this season. The tennis season, it never stops. And it does, it's not going to stop next season as well, next year. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. And um, thanks for joining us along the journey this, this season. It's been fantastic to have you all on board. And well, we wish everyone a very nice, relaxing holiday period as well. Once you've, you know, completed the quiz of course and uh, got that out of the way because yes that's quite an intense hour we wasn't can it relax now Putting yeah. our brains to to a good solid test there but yeah thank you so much everyone and if you're celebrating christmas happy christmas and we'll see you i guess in the new year when it all kicks off again and for one final time listeners i hope you've enjoyed our latest episode of the tennis weekly podcast remember to subscribe to us to stay up to date for all of the action to come in the 2024 season 
We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all major podcasting platforms out there. And if you like what you're hearing, then do make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow us on social media or email the show. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube and X. And the handle for that is Tennis Weekly Pod. We also have that exclusive discount of 20% for Christmas on our Etsy store. So if you'd like to support the podcast, then go to etsy.com slash shop slash Tennis Weekly Podcast. You can also email the show and tell us what your score was. Obviously, you can talk to us on social media as well. But to email us, it's tennisweeklypod at gmail.com or check out our website, tennisweekly.co.uk. And though the ATP and WTA seasons are at an end, we have one final bonus podcast to come at the UTS Grand Final in London. So I hope you can join us for that. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from Kim. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. We'll see you again soon.